The sunless land a dream is, an absence I, tenebrous, crepuscule, incubus of nights and nights. Yet, one can never remember when they wake just after they wake, eh? Is almost as unknown as when one falls aslumber. Of course, save for the sudden jolt of bitter cold water on skin. She had woken on the distant shore, miles and miles away from that Venus lake track with the long dead fishermen. It had been her dream to arrive at this terrace of sand and shale, the pelagic rage of the father's land upon the mother's. Not the thousands of crystals breaking over each other on a golden shore. Our heroine had slept through the gloaming and had found grey morning greetings. The dunes were empty, not even a mouse about. Only her, and the dull, finny prey clutched between her palms. Behind them, a darkly moorland of purses and plain plains. And to the side... To the side, there was something in the distant breaths of the beach. It looked like a house in the foggy daybreak, but it was misshapen, a thrawn mass that had too many chimneys. Whatever it was, it was nothing made from man. As I walked closer to that elephantine mass, I could see that it was nothing made from man. But neither was it made by the mother. It was a creature of the father, beached on the beach, clawed and ripped, dying. it was so large was only compared to the indescribable features it possessed. The coal-coloured skin, scaled of a snake and browbeaten by storms it had summoned itself, pecked out by the gulls. The blood that leaked from the thing as the waves lapped around it was not red, nothing like red. Black. Blacker than the caves in the mother's bosom, 
The mouth, or mouths as I noticed, gaped open wide. Flecks of sand in sea mist burst between the fangs as it lay there, large pink gums dry and shriveled. The tail, or tails if you could call them that, jutted out dumbly toward the sea, limp and shredded by some other beast. Its eyes, too many to count, squared and empty of a soul, stared toward the sky, like it was exhausted. Some would call it a sea beast. Others would call it a leviathan, preying on the ships of the fishing lords, swallowing them all and taking them to the embrace of the father. But I knew it could have no name. Nothing could describe it. There was a man at the beast's jaws, hacking away at the lip. Perhaps a little taller than me, skinnier than me, his tattered and raggedy clothes slipped up and down his body. He had the bushiest brown beard I had ever seen, long hair kept down by a white-brimmed straw hat. His hands were riddled with dirt. There was something elliptical in the muddy marks. The sooner I get off this blasted beach, the better. Come on. Come on. Oh, thanks. Oh. Oh. Hello there. His eyes were the wildest I had ever seen. Green as the greenest leaves, they were nearly glowing and seemed to look right past me. Been for a dip, have you? <laughs> Been for a dip. <laughs> Ah, you're worse than an unlucky whore. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Caught some lunch as well. <laughs> ah, good on you. Oh, meaning no harm to your friend, and not one of those bastards. Caught this big fella myself, though. Not to eat, thankfully. <laughs> Wouldn't need a larger stomach than the king's. <laughs> <sighs> Just digging out the flesh for the bones. Don't ask me why. Was ordered by the... Hey, wait a moment, friend. Where are you scarfering off to? We just met. Oh, would you like to fry up that small fry? I have a camp nearby, some stew I'm already cooking up. Good grog, keep the body and brain together. I had all the reason to doubt he had anything of the sort. Wherever his encampment was, and... Most of all, if there were food, it would either be poisoned or drugged. But as long as I only ate the fish, nothing else, and watched him, if I didn't, I'd be no better than the behemoth. Is it far? Oh, far from it. Far from it. Far. <laughs> Come on then, friend.
He collected his things. A large shoulder bag that was all too big for him and a wooden bucket filled with raw, stinking black meat. Just over the dunes here and beyond. We ascended the knoll, him not once breaking stride. Over it, the carpet of shrubbed moorland lay ahead. A single stack of smoke in the distance. It was plain to see that no other men were lying in wait there. It was just him and me. going to rain soon. How do you know? Yeah, we're old friends, the clouds and me. Or slaves, I suppose. Perspective and all that. I knew not what to make of him. If I knew who he was, what he was, I would never have broken bread with him. Nearly there now. I looked back at the beast on the beach, wilting in the grey moon. I couldn't fathom what had caused such a monstrosity to be beached here, least of all where I had woken nearby. Something up? Tune that. Been rummaging around in my head for a while now. Not sure where it came from. Ah, good. She didn't trot off. The camp was tiny, as I expected. Nothing out of the ordinary. A fire made from twigs surrounded by cobbles. A stewing pot hung from a cotlick. Rags and blankets are sitting down places. An ashen donkey, with bits and bobs along the saddle, chewing on the grass as we approached. Yet there was a lantern there, hung from a pike stuck in the moss. Outwardly normal. Yet burning within that glass case was the bluest flame I'd ever seen. Not only blue, but dancing unlike any flame I'd ever seen. Friend, make yourself comfortable. My home's yours. My good moke there. She's been with me since hell and high water. Mm, what's her name? Hmm. You know what? I haven't the foggiest. Why don't you ask her? <sighs> hmm. Smells delicious, hmm? Want to hand me that Mac of yours? Hmm. You caught a good one. What's going to ask, actually? Where's your pole? I didn't catch it. Begging your pardon? I didn't catch it. It uh, flew onto my lap. <laughs> Flew onto my lap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> hmm. Although, that does remind me of some little lighters in the water. What do you mean? Oh, just some stories, tales and whatnot. 
Some are the fishing lord's boatmen saw little figures in the sea, laughing and whispering at them. Sometimes threw little fishes at them. <laughs> Just reminded me of that, Lord. But what do I know? Fancy some water, friend. I've got a canteen on her. Go ahead. Something stronger if you prefer. Mm. It's cleaner at any rate. <coughs> Bonafide rum from one of the fishing lords. Gave them to me as a gift, actually. Well, if you count throwing them at me as a gift. <laughs> Who are you then? You first, I think. Considering I'm making you a meal and all, courtesy and whatnot. I'm... no one. Oh! Oh. Well. It's very nice to meet you, no one. <sighs> Strong stuff. <laughs> What's your name, then? Oh, Mother knows, frankly. I've had so many names, I forget. I think one of them begins with J. I think so. Why did a fishing lord throw bottles at you? The people around here aren't too keen on people like me. What? Urchins? Ooh, some tongue you have. No, no. They don't like me because I work for the king. Here on a little mission, if you call it that. Funnily enough for that big fellow over yonder. And more. Mum's the word. What were you doing with it? Well, missions from the king are pretty secret businesses, no one. You don't work for the king. You look like a tramp. Appearances can be deceiving. Ever heard of that one, no one? Drink up now. Get some courage and warmth in you. I'd never drank anything like rum before. All of that back home was reserved for my parents. Making them laugh and smile and grimace and whine. But I'd all the reason to doubt it was even rum. <sighs> Think it's not what I says it is? Here, give me it. See? Perfectly fine. Uh, oh, excuse me. Drink up. Mm. Uh. If it's not to your taste, though, I have nothing else. That's a rotten, stinking lie, and you know it. I had tried my best to ignore the blue flame in that lantern, but it seemed that it didn't like being ignored. The lamp spoke. I could see a blue fanged mouth behind the glass. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. Oh, please. There was that tanker of wine the king gave you before you left, because he knew that there was no way you'd get that bone without a belly full of liquid courage in you. What is that? Would you like to be blown out? Nearly 300 years. You're now threatening to extinguish me. We both know you can't. He made it plain as day. There's the father's home just a stone's throw. 
How would you like a drink of salty brine? You don't scare me one bit, you know. Likewise. Now pipe down, we have a guest. What in all the mother's realms is that? Hmm? Oh, thousand pardons, friend. Forgot introductions. That little ball of blue infernality is my little lamp. Or lantern, what have you. Only yours through the alchemy of fate. It's a talking candle? Fire, I'll have you know. What have you brought this stray here for? Just ignore it. Has a loose cannon of a mouth. Brought her here because she looked hungry and cold. But it can speak. And more. Yes, marvelous, isn't it? Mm, how fortuitous. Stew's ready. I can make the fire boil that stew until it turns black and bloated. I've already been conversing with it. What have I, I said don't... about you and other fireplaces? Now pipe this... down. You're making me look mad. You are mad. I... I think I might be going mad. Don't worry. You're not going mad. You're just learning. <sighs> Fish stew. And only an hour ago it was just a shroom one. <laughs> Fate has her subtle way with food, I found. Ah. Here you are. I'd let it cool a bit. Catch. Nice. Suppose you have to be for a thief, hmm? I'm not a thief. Why do you think I'm a thief? Oh? Didn't you say you were? No. Hmm. Strange. Hmm. Haven't had a suit like this in a while. You get mostly banquets in the King's Halls. It's always beef or pork. Can I have a knife? What? Can I have a knife? Just for the stew. <laughs> Bits are big enough for your small mouth, friend. Please. All right. If you like. My home's yours and whatnot. Here. Oh. Oh. Excuse me again. Oh, I'm awful today. Going to kiss it or something? Eat the damn stew, friend. If I wanted to poison you, it wouldn't be with a stew. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> you crave one kiss of my clay-cold lips, but my breath smells earthy strong. have one kiss of my clay-cold lips, your time will not Belongs. He's down in yonder garden green, love, where we used to walk. The finest flower that e'er was seen is with the two a stalk. The stalk is with the dry, my love, so will our hearts decay. So make yourself content, my love, till gods call you away. <sighs> it's a good tune. I wed you have heard it before, eh? Before the forest? Excuse me? That song. The forest. You heard it then, no? 
plan on using that knife now, eh, Squire? He was no man. His words violated my ears, my mind, every part of my body as if they were the words of the mother herself. Every sentence was etched by flint and fire and feeling into the chasms of my thoughts. His sayings, his commands, whatever they were, there was nothing else in the world that I wanted to do more. Now, Atamrutindo, my fadula, I would ask if you killed someone before. I suppose it doesn't really matter. I know the answer either way. You're a thief, not a murderer. Specifically a horse thief and, a, and an armor thief as well. The stranger took out something from his bag. Something I didn't want to ever see again. After I had left it on that forest road, miles and miles away. Found this on my way here. Through one of the old forests, mother. I believe you two know each other. What have you done to me? What leechcraft is this? Where did you find him? You're one of the king's sorcerers, aren't you? Oh, I've heard the stories about you, the horrors you do for Whatever you are speaking with your forked tongue, you will burn in the pit Where for did it. You find the knife? I found him dead on a tree in Road. And why did you take it? Because I wanted to sell it for coins. I see. What have you done to me? Be thankful you didn't sell him. Him? I, my feet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming. I, I'm a, a slumber. This, this has to be a nightmare. Wide awake, I'm afraid. But don't worry. This story doesn't have an unhappy end. You see that? That scratching there on the inside? That's a rune. I wrote it myself. What? I told you I worked for the king. He has a need for magic after all. This rune is a curse that if the armor is taken, specifically the helmet that contains this curse, then the thief is bound to it until it is returned to its rightful place. Six feet below, with my master. Precisely. And if I sold it, what then? The curse would pass on to the buyer. <laughs> then what's the problem? Some other could have this curse instead of I. Shall you tell her, or shall I? Passing. In other words, you die. The king doesn't like these. 
You should know that better than most. As I said, this doesn't have to have an unhappy end. You can either return the armor, or keep it with you forevermore. Or pass the curse on to another and uh, pass on yourself. Up to you, friend. At your chosa doch naiva do luth akwar. At your ina seetu osnur doch naiva ariachar. Finish your meal, then be on your way. Digging bones out of a leviathan isn't short work. You're just letting her go? She's a thief. For now, I think. Something far worse than me has got a black eye on her. Finish your meal. Go on. It's a long walk back to that tree. I'd offer you my moke, but I'll need her for the bone. How are you going to drag a bone all the way back to the King City? Oh. Of course. We both sat there on that grey morning. I gave the stranger glances, whilst he barely gave me the time of day. I dared not make one further move against him. Whatever black speech he employed, whatever devilry it was, I never wished it to be inflicted on me again. He let me eat for as long as I liked, and we didn't speak another word until I left his camp. May your journey be smiled on, friend. Look to your fate at the winter of your deeds. I make my own fate. <laughs> it wouldn't be fate then, would it? We'll meet again. I'm not your friend. And if we ever meet again, the I next will... next time we meet, you will see me and you will scream. You're the devil. <laughs> I'm not. I've met him. <laughs> Have a safe trip. I did not look back once. I had walked that whole grey day, the stranger stew had filled my belly. The road fell into the hills. The day grew late. My mind was a storm. The helmet did not speak word. Three of them perched on a branch of dead wood in this heath, black eyes staring, barely twitching. The middle one, the tallest, the largest, shrieked at me. No. No! 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 Nay, what can one say of this world if one has not seen all of it? Its caves and cold, its forests and feelings, 
For you have not seen nor heard all, friend. You have not seen nor heard all.